Welcome to the Make Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Spears, marketing coach and consultant for heart-led, purpose-fueled, ambitious business owners who are on a mission to live out their wildest dreams and who don't settle for anything less than extraordinary. My mission with this podcast is to inspire and empower you to make magic with your marketing, your business, and your life. I'll be bringing you conversations with a range of incredibly inspirational coaches, healers, and experts to expand your mind, level up your business, and enrich your life one episode at a time. If you're someone who believes in magic and works at intentionally cultivating a life full of abundance, then this podcast is for you. Hi loves, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're good. Happy July. Oh my goodness, we are now halfway through the year, which is just wild. How did we get here? Um, I hope you're good. I hope you're happy. I hope you are celebrating all of the success that you've brought into your life, manifested into your reality over the last six months. Um, If you are looking for support with your marketing to make the latter half of 2022 the best yet, the best six months in your business, then get in touch. I'd love to support you. I have a couple of new offerings right now. I've just launched my brand new website. And with that, I have launched um, two different offerings. So my signature soulful strategy one-to-one. You now have the option to book in for the straight up call. Um, or you can book in for the Voxer option. And I also have brand new coaching packages. So I often work with women in business who are looking for more support than just a one-off. Um, if this is you and you are like, do you know what, two sessions a month feels good to me or something like that, there are various different options, then check them out and you can book in with me this month and we can get started on all things marketing in your business. Now, on this episode, I'm very excited to introduce to you Susie Cuthbertson. If you don't know her, she is a conscious business coach and mentor helping high achieving purpose and heart-led females who really want to transform their lives and their business. So Susie coaches women on mindset, strategy and alignment, um, energetics, embodiment, all of the juicy things so that they can find confidence, unleash their potential and build a business they love without running themselves into the ground. Now you're here in this episode, Susie has quite the story and she only touches on the tip of the iceberg when it comes to her burnout um, journey. But yeah, this is packed full of goodness. We chat all things um, the steps Susie took to build herself back up um, when she hit kind of a rock bottom and her journey to self-discovery. The fear of judgment, oh my goodness, what a huge one, right? Definitely a huge one for me or has been. The fear of judgment and how this shapes your belief systems. Um, The act of taking people off the pedestal and realizing that we're all on the same playing field. So, so, so beautiful and such a potent subject and honestly, so many more things. So I will let you get into it, my loves, and enjoy. Welcome, Susie. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I'm so excited for this chat. Um, I feel like you and I could talk for hours, so I'm probably going to have to be the most disciplined I've ever been on a podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do discipline, Liz. 
Yes, very, very excited for this conversation. So would you like to kick off by introducing yourself to everyone? Yes. So hi, everyone. So I'm Susie Cuthbertson, an intuitive coach and mentor um, for women in business. And really what I help women with is um, kind of energy realignment, self-leadership, identity, and really just working through fear and judgment. Like fear and judgment are such a business killer for many women and helping them to like establish themselves by building amazing strong boundaries so that they can create the lifestyles and the end goal here the legacies um that they want to leave behind because for me what I suppose this journey has been is obviously for all of us we're creating legacy whether whether you realize you are or not but this is really about the ripple effects it's who we leave behind and how we leave it behind us and understanding that we can do it in the most amazing way if we choose to and that can be without burnout which you know is very much part of my story and I'm sure your listeners too and it can be on our terms it can absolutely be exactly as we want it to be we just have to be very much um, specific about what that looks like. Yeah so I would love to ask you to share a little bit about your journey if that's okay um, I'm, I'm kind of particularly interested in this piece around the fear of judgment because that's been such a huge part of my journey and a thing to kind of move through like I've always had this this real like uncomfortable feeling when when it feels like all eyes are on me and that stems right from like school or probably before that right and a lot of the people I work with also feel the same when they um move into this business space this journey of promoting themselves online all of a sudden they feel like all eyes are on them because you know they are really right we're getting visible online so yeah I'd just love to hear a little bit about that journey for you because I'm guessing that you've been through what I know um that you've been through something that now puts you in a position where you're so wildly qualified right because you've been through it you've moved through it and you've transformed into something like wildly different I would say yeah, and it's, it's so interesting because I had this conversation with someone the other day. And for those of you listening and you have, I don't know, you're running your own business and you have your own bio and your bio says something like was in corporate, burnt out, um, hit rock bottom. This is my story. Um, obviously decided there had to be a better way and then off you went into the sunset. Well, that's actually not very true for a lot of us because it's not always easy that that sunset that we're going towards isn't always easy so I suppose um for me what's really interesting just in terms of bio and story is that isn't really normally our story Liz right that's the story that we actually share the real story that's the symptoms of the story before the story does that make sense like the anxiety the validation the pushing the getting up the ladder they're all symptoms of what happened to you previously. And that is something that a lot of people don't share. And by the way, you do not have to. I, I honestly believe that when the time is right to share, you know, for people, it will come. But for me, the story was, you know, being brought up in an Irish Catholic household where, um, and this, is a, this isn't a generalization, this is specific to me, but judgment was a thing, right? Judgment was a thing. And, um, you know, from that stemmed and shaped a lot of my belief systems and being in a patriarchal society, you know, I looked up to a lot of the men in the family and 
I think a lot of my story, and actually I was pondering on this the other day, and it's no, it's not written anywhere, but this is a massive part of my story, was I was proving that I was just as good as them or more. Okay. Always proving, you know, always, always validating. Well, well, if you can have that, I can have that and I can have some more. Um, because it was a self-worth piece, right? So actually, and we'll come on to my corporate, but actually this is kind of a massive realization for me that this story stem was a symptom from actually from a young age being around um, men that were favored and they were special. So I wanted to be special. So therefore in order to be special, I worked my way up that ladder as quickly as I could. Okay, lightning speed. I went to university, I did business degree. I got my first managerial position at the age of 16. You know, by 17, I was in charge of 110 <laughs> workforce. Um, and the majority, well, every single person in that team was obviously older than me, but the average person in that team was around 50. So I learned very quickly how to lead. And I learned, you know, what was good, what wasn't good. And that helped me. So that helped me um, going into business. It helped me getting up the ladder. It helped me working my way from ground up, basically, into becoming the company that I stayed with for 16 years, a company director and a shareholder. But the main thing for me that has always been like instinctive is this sense of um, justice, which is why I ended up finding myself in a HR director role, which is why no matter what roles I've done, I've always been the leader so that I could impact and affect change, essentially. And it's why I've always been hugely into personal development. So even when I was in fashion retail, I was putting myself through the paces in terms of getting chartered chip to be a chartered personal development professional, which is your equivalent of a chartered accountant. And I was obsessed, I was obsessed with workplace psychology. I was obsessed with human behavior. I was, you know, questioning, well, why is this employee amazing? And why is this one not? Like, what makes them tick? Like, what is it that's driving these people? What's igniting them? So I was doing all of this probably at about 17, 18, but without even really knowing I was doing it. And, you know, why is this person like got more energy than that person? And why did it? And like always questioning, always being curious. I was curious since the day I was born. So that curiosity got me really far up the ladder. And actually there was quite a lot of joy. So I don't want to say that there wasn't a lot of joy in my career. It was a load of joy and I met the most amazing humans and I had award-winning teams and there was so much joy but alongside all of this amazing stuff there was still this little girl that was trying to prove herself you know still this girl was over giving to everyone there was still this girl that was you know only expected to do maybe you know nine hours in a day but actually was doing 12 to 14 um you know that meant that yeah I got the the, the career ladder lightning speed I remember being in an assessment room with six other men um going right okay like pushing through all my fear in my gut and I was like I'm having this job this is mine I deserve it and I did deserve it but there was definitely an ego there was definitely a competition there was definitely again childhood wounding and it's only with wisdom now that I can see all of this I couldn't see that I couldn't see where this stemmed from just that I was really competitive <laughs> and that I wanted this job so I suppose we get to the point where I am now um, worked my way up to different teams, company director, shareholder, really feeling the pressure on my body, feeling the energy, you know, starting to wane, feeling like this is not a sustainable way of living. And the anxiety began, the chronic stress began. I had chronic pain, I had chronic pain actually from 
quite a young age and it just got worse you know the information that was in my body due to the stress that I was putting on it not understanding that it was me I mean I thought I was ill with so many things Liz I went to every single doctor every single doctor in Harley Street knew me because there was something clearly wrong with me right not one of them not one of them pointed the finger to stress and every you know diagnostic would come back negative and I'd be like what is wrong with me and then one day I remember being on this train going into London and I saw this guy I used to see this guy and he looked gray he looked gray and I thought oh my god he looks like terrible and he must have been in his 60s and it was the day I went if I continue this this is what I'm gonna look like so pretty much every doctor on Harley Street knew who I was um and yeah nobody literally nobody had mentioned the word stress so I just kept going kept going not even realizing that I could be doing this to myself um and till one day I was on my knees and the knees part was actually where I was told it was a nervous breakdown. And I honestly, until the last couple of weeks, I didn't see it come in. Um, and when it did, it came big. Now, in all of this time, just to let you know, I never had any time off work. I felt really shameful about the fact that I was um, in this position. I mean, how could this possibly even be? I was brought up in a household where you just you know, get up out of bed, get on with it kind of attitude. And don't get wrong, for some actual instances in life right now, that is really helpful, but in others, not so much. So it came to a point where I had to have time off. I took a holiday, so everyone thought. And in that period of time, I got help, started that, you know, ball rolling with help, started to build myself back up again. I sought a coach. And now obviously I was very familiar with coaches. I was already a trained coach at this point, but I already um, had access to kind of leadership coaching, but this is different. I enrolled my first ever life coach. And I was like, things have to just change. You know, this, this can't be, this isn't what I'm here for. Something doesn't feel right. I don't wanna be doing these amount of hours. I don't wanna do this. And actually what we realized in those sessions was um, I didn't wanna be constricted. I didn't wanna be, I didn't wanna conform. I didn't want red tape. I'm so, opposite of red tape and the more the pressures applied at me at that level the more obviously we had to operate within a box and I don't operate in boxes very well so it was almost like I again trying to shove this like you know peg um you know round peg into a square hole it just wasn't working so on that gorgeous amazing journey we discovered all these wonderful things that I'd forgot about myself as we do when we go on this just huge self-discovery and with that came the realization that I was leaving. So that was that. I left the corporate. I mean, it wasn't as simple as that. <laughs> I'm just going to simplify it for the listeners. Um, and I decided to take my loves. I decided to take my, well, I love coaching. You know, I did. I love this sitting behind being sounding board for leaders because that's what I did. I took all of those and my business savvy and knowledge and I brought that online. And actually, a lot of my USP back then was also looking at the human being in the workplace. It wasn't about the work. It was about the human being, the 360, what's going on in your home? How is that impacting you? So I took all that together and then I brought it online. And then the sunset, which we talked about, was actually at the beginning, you think it's just going to work out and it's going to be really easy and overnight success. And you're just going to recreate your six figure salary. And that just was not my journey. <laughs> it was not my journey. Um, 
and now I help people with that journey. And a lot of that journey isn't just about the freedom and the finances. It's actually about the shame, the fear of coming out of the organization banner, you know, not having anyone behind you, just you showing up for you every day, having to motivate yourself every day, getting out there every day. Um, and also, if you come from a background where actually being visible could be seen as unsafe, you know, a lot of us have brought up and had traumas. Um, and each of our traumas will be different and things happen along the way. And I basically help women with that because then when we have to stand out in, in that big um, online space, it's almost like we don't feel safe. Our body goes into freeze, you know, and that's the part where it brings me joy. That's the part that I love. But it is really about, you know, the, the fear behind that and what's holding you back and what the stories you're telling yourself and what have you been feeding yourself um, you know, in terms of like verbally every single day in order for you to not be showing up in a powerful way as a leader that you know you're here to be. And I'm talking, you know, I don't just deal with, I deal with an array of businesses. I've hit people that have like two or three businesses. This isn't something that's unique to someone that just starts out in the online world. Actually, this impacts women at every single level. Um, you know, and even if I take it over to the leader, you know, leadership, shareholders, it doesn't matter what level you're at, you know, fear and, and shadow and judgment doesn't discriminate you know we all have past we all have histories and that brings us to be basically you know where we are today so um that's a little bit about me Liz <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for sharing and I think that's such a powerful reminder for everyone listening and for myself even like I don't know with our own journeys we can really take for granted how far we've come mm -hmm. and also when we're looking to experts to coaches to others to support us we can make all these wrong assumptions around like oh you know obviously obviously she's just naturally good at that obviously she's just someone who calls in loads of success because she's more confident than me or this that and the other and I can imagine that maybe people make that assumption about you they certainly do for me they're like Oh, but you seem so confident online. I'm like, if you had seen me a couple of years ago, like, yes, I was so dedicated to cracking it, but friggin' hell, it did not come easily to me. <laughs> you know, that first time I picked up my phone and started talking about dumb stories and had to watch myself back, I literally could have died. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting. Yes, people do. And they've oh, so got so much to say about this. Number one is let's just take everyone off a pedestal. Oh, your little dog. <laughs> little dog, big dog. She's a, she's a, a medium-sized dog. It's fine. Pets are welcome on this podcast. Usually my cat's making all the noise. <laughs> um, she is gorgeous, but not when people come to the door. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just take it. Just take, take people off the pedestal. Mm. This illusion that we have, this, this um, power dynamic that we play with ourselves every day where we that person is up there and we're down here and that person's so empowered and we're so not and that person's so confident and it's just if you took them off the pedestal and you brought them at your height we're all on the same playing field and that person is no more um confident than you in terms of their natural ability in the fact that they've just practiced you know that person may, maybe zero point whatever percent of the population might be but the rest the rest of us we have to work at it and i think the the whole the whole illusion of perfection anyway with people with things with you know even getting your marketing out there that is just that's another conversation really um 
but I do feel like when we're more um, open to the fact that actually we get to choose, we get to create, we get to choose who we're going to be while we're here, that if we don't feed into the stories of that person just has this over me and actually we look at what we want to do about it for us, we can absolutely make significant change in our business literally overnight if we just make the decision for me it's all just about defining that decision and like making it um you know straight away you'll see a difference and a shift mm. yeah and that brings me on to the subject of sales so before we hit record you and I were having a little chat about selling and how this is a subject that's really alive for you right now and the people that you're working with um so yeah, we were kind of just touching on how there are so many different people out there, experts advising different things. And some are like, you know, let's launch four times a year and really focus on these big selling periods to bring in like the spikes of income, right? And then there's some periods of rest or whatever, like other marketing activities and things in between. And then other people are saying, you always should be selling, selling every day, always have your doors open and so on. And there are just so many different options. And I know that like what you brought to the conversation is like, there's so much debate around this and there's a conversation to be had around doing what's best for you leaning into your own uniqueness your individuality and like gaining clarity around that so yeah I'd love to hear what you have to say around all of that so lots Liz um okay so so I work with women on their energy okay I work women energy and that's not just um People always think it's just a physical thing. We we're talking about mental. We're talking about you know where we where we place it, where we invest it, and for me, launches is definitely one of those things. Um, and the reason being is, I mean, I've had to go on my own journey with this, as most people do in the online space before they feel they're in flow and they've got a good, um, should we say, structure or routine that is right for them. But for me, the, the, I suppose we should just start with the two schools of thought. One is that big launch, you know, the big launch, dropping in three or four times a year, the big cash and making sure that you've, you know, you've kind of like planned for it. So practically, um, you've got it all planned out on paper. And then the other is going in a more flow, like selling in the moment, like, you know, feeling really inspired that month about some of the learnings or teachings or wisdom and just opening up you know opening up the doors to say listen I want to talk about this in a masterclass or I've actually just built a program about this um and there is no right and wrong absolutely there is not but there are a few things that I ask you know all of my clients and um, women that I work with is to just really check in with what is true for them because number one the old school way that we can see and I'm kind of pointing to my left this structure, this system, the funnel, the process is very masculine, just a very masculine energy. You know, it's practical, it's logical. You know, it's really operating from the cerebral part of our brain. And the other one, which is much more in flow is more feminine. You know, it's not, um, there is no certainty. It's just feeling and in the moment, and we're almost using our thoughts, feelings and body to drive the outcome. And because so many women burn themselves out before they get here, they're already burnt out. Sometimes that masculine formula can feel really hardcore on their system. So, you know, their nervous system's already pretty much full and they're looking at this, this you know, 90 day, you know, 360 day chart, whatever it is. And they're thinking, I have to perform. 
I'm going to have to perform on these windows and I'm going to perform then. And then at the end of it, they're in a, they're in a hot, sweaty mess and they're collapsed. And I know, I know this to be true because I've been here, done this, but I've also seen many people performing, including mentors, by the way, as well, where they need to take two or three weeks off at the end of that launch. And what I love to teach, um, and I've got a great example of this with a current client who's just done the most phenomenal launch. And even before the cart closed, she was on holiday. She went off. She was on holiday. Um, what I love to teach is you get to do it your way. So the debate right now is, well, maybe the flowy feminine way is not sustainable. It's not sustainable for your business model. And the reason why it's not sustainable is because there is no projections and there's no forecasts. Now, I've got so much to say about that, but I know a lot of people that don't have projections and forecasts that are doing really well in the like seven, multi-seven, even eight-figure business mentors. But I also know people who do structure and launch plans and, you know, minutiae detail like to the T and they just rinse and repeat that. I also know people that do that. So my point here with the debate is really it shouldn't be a debate for anyone other than the person at the other end who's deciding for themselves. Um, I feel like people project their own energy issues and their own nervous systems on each other. Have you ever, have you ever had someone say to you, oh, I hope you don't burn yourself out. And actually, they're not really, really worried about that. What they are is doing projecting the fact that when they did that, they burnt out. And it quite irritates me because it's not that they, uh, there's no hard meaning with it. They don't even know they're doing it. They're not even consciously aware. It's, it's the fact that, that those small little snippets of noise can leave imprints on people and those imprints impact people and influence their decision making around say launching so for me this is about trying and testing so for instance I have tried and tested the masculine way and by the way it financially it worked you know I, I had a phenomenal year um, and part of that will be why I went into multi six figures but I also did realize pretty quickly that that wasn't going to be my natural state of being. And that wasn't sustainable for my business model. And the foundations, when I can weave in the masculine and the feminine together in a nice balance and maybe draw a bit more on my feminine, that's kind of my more natural state of being. I was just, you know, forcing myself into this masculine from a very young age, as we can see with my story, it means that I can sell I can flow, I can open up a container. It doesn't have to have a large amount of people in there, you know, for it to be fruitful, for people to then come into my one-to-one -one world, for people to open up into other offers, for people to go on this gorgeous client journey where, um, you know, the experience is a long-term life journey with these people. And that's what sustainability is. Sustainability is about using your energy and your body for the greater good in a really positive way that is going to impact you in a positive way and your clients in a positive way because at the end of the day um this debate really about sustainability is about the how-tos and this is this isn't about the how-tos because at the end of the day we're the vehicle <laughs> we're the vehicle running this business and if we're not around there is no sustainability so that's like that's how i feel about it and i also feel there's a debate a sense that if we're feminine flow we're not capturing data or we're not we've not got goals, we've not got this. And that's not what feminine flow is. Feminine flow is just not feeding ourselves with that structure to the fact we suffocate ourselves with it. It's being able to hang on to a bit of structure, but being able to still flow alongside it and deciding, you know, if you want to change your mind halfway through, 
that's your prerogative. You know, no longer this, well, we started, so we finished attitude. No, actually, no. And so for me, and I hope this is making sense to you, Liz, um, for me, this perfect sense. Okay, good. (laughs) The the debate around this sustainability is actually as a CEO of your own business, you know, you, if you haven't got a captain at that, you know, the helm, then you are not going to be sustaining your business full stop. So it's about doing things that intuitively feel right into you. Um, And also I do want to be clear with this. This isn't all about feelings because if we do lean too much all into the feelings, then we can sometimes go into fear and fear obviously is a, just a feeling. So we do also need to understand that yes there is that but there is again it's the weave in between how things feel in our body you know how we trust or know that we operate um well you know what's going to really nourish us how is it going to nourish us to serve people and not having to put you know maybe in the old school way of doing things all your eggs in your basket for four launches um however it's a choice so i still have people that operate in that in that way of being because it works for them you know, it works for them, it works for their brain, it works for their body, and it works them financially. I choose to kind of draw on a mixture of the two, because that ultimately works for me. And really, that's, that's what I guide people with in terms of, you know, their energetic body and how they're using themselves to sustain their long term business visions and creating that legacy. Um, So yeah. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing all that. That's super helpful. And it's interesting, because I know that labels is something that you're really passionate about and hearing you talk about you know oh being in flow doesn't necessarily mean this it kind of sounds like you're saying like being in in feminine flow isn't just being in the feminine it's very much a completely unique blend of the masculine and feminine but finding your unique balance with them in everything that you do there may be more masculine in the way that you create your content and then there might be much more feminine in the way that you launch or whatever because we're all so different right and I think it can be really challenging for a lot of people when using language around what they do using language in their marketing in the way that they talk about how they help people because because people put so much attachment on these labels, these words that we're using. So even for my for myself, when I'm talking about, you know, supporting people to get into more feminine flow in their marketing, I know that there are some people going like, oh no, but where's the structure? And it's like, no, I provide loads of structure. And, you know, I've been on a journey where I've been way too focused on strategy and structure. Therefore, you know, this is something that I, can support you with over here as well so yeah when it comes to labels I'd love to know what like what you've got to say on that because I know that you've touched on like how labels can actually really hinder us hold us back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um limit ourselves and so I feel like this is yeah a really interesting topic that it almost feels like you're naturally getting into here with this yeah, and it's so it's really interesting, I suppose, just with the the final bit that you said about the structure. It's and again, you know, in terms of people having to have that thing, um, depending on whether they've defined themselves as more masculine or more feminine, it, I just remove the label. So I think sometimes it ha- it helps us to talk about masculine and feminine energy, but also when we just remove that, it's almost like right, what does flow feel like to me? Like, what is that natural state of being is getting really quiet with our intuition. And 
screw the structure if structure doesn't work for you is what I'm saying but also use it if it helps you I think this actually all comes down to self-trust and this is this is the journey right the journey of self-trust when we burn ourselves out we lose a hell of a lot of trust in ourselves because we just can't, then can't compute how we made our body so unsafe but yet we thought it was safe so for me the lesson with any way you do business is just just having this you know working on self-trust first that's the first thing like forget everything else forget the how-tos forget the formulas because if you don't trust every time you do something you're going to make yourself wrong and nobody's wrong and again I hate using the word right or wrong because it just is right it just is there is no right you just did what you did in that moment of time and it felt good to you and that's it and that's the end result right let's move on to the next one and I felt you know especially with a shame part of you and a blame part of you having that kind of healthy thought process is massively um, helpful for accelerating your steps in your business rather than staying stuck and stagnant in the wrong you can just move forward in that it, it just is so I just wanted to like finish that bit off because actually you know if there is anyone listening that's like well which one is it then sit get quiet with yourself try it just try it you will not know um, we sold so many formulas and I've been on these courses by the way I've paid tens and thousands of pounds for these courses and at the end of it there I can't say the course was any less value than the other course because actually this person made all their money doing that but then I might get to the end of the eight weeks and go well that doesn't feel good for me um it is trial and error it is trial and error and finding someone that gets you so I think that's important but labels 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 so yeah I've, I've got a big thing with labels and whilst I think they're super helpful for self-discovery and actually starting to find maybe who you are you know, I had one client who read that she was an obliger. So therefore, that was something that she just used. And um, we got to the bottom of it. But that that obliger helped her understand herself. And she could see when she was doing it. But unfortunately, then what it meant was, well, it's just the obliger in me. It was justification. It's just the it's just the it's just the obliger. That's just what the obliger does. Ha ah. And actually, if it's positively impacting you, great. But when it isn't is the problem. And unfortunately, where there is yin, there is yang, there's duality and everything. So there will always be positives and negatives to things. And for me, defining your makeup by a by a chart. And I know for people that love HD, by the way, I love HD and I, you know, that, but I also am very much like, well, and I've said this before, I'm not just a generator because I'm not, because actually I manifest really well. Mm -hmm. So if I let that that title, which I see some people do, like make me believe that that, then I kind of be a bit disheartened and quite disappointed. And I would stop my magical manifestation skills tomorrow. But that ain't going to happen, Liz, because I know who I am. You yeah. know, I, I feel like when we go on a like self-discovery journey, that's brilliant. And I've read all about like in terms of being an empath, huge. In terms of being a HSP, huge. But actually... I don't now, I no longer say to people, I am a HSP because that does not define me. Yes, mm -hmm. I have some of those qualities. And yes, things have happened to me along the way to, to, you know, kind of enable that in me. But I choose every day to stand up not to. I choose every day to just be who the fuck I came here to be, essentially. I choose every single day to be what I am. And actually, do you know what? Literally on an hour by hour basis, that changes. <laughs> so there is not a label that can catch up with that. And I never want to be in a box. I never want to put other people in a box. Um, 
And when I work with people, it's deeply rooted into their soul connection, sense of self. It's not about he said, she said, or what they do, or, you know, um, we talked about this before, didn't we, Liz? Like I did personality profiling as part of what I did in my corporate career. And I would see people literally hanging their head in dismay, the fact that they had been, I don't know, qualified by this letter or this percentage score or this word. And I feel like, again, it's a bit of a dance between the masculine and feminine. Use what you need from these to get the understanding maybe of some of the qualities that you may have, but disattach yourself from the label of it so that you can do whatever you wanna do, grow into whatever you wanna do, be whoever you wanna be, and further yourself in this evolution. Mm. People do it a lot with um, astrology as well, don't they? Like, oh, that's just the Gemini in me. That's just the Cancer in me. That's just the, and we've like got all these zodiac signs in our chart that we can just pull on to kind of make make excuses for ourselves, can't we? To, um, yeah, it's probably often a subconscious thing, but like making excuses for our behavior or. Um, not stepping into our fullness or whatever because oh I've got this whatever like Virgo rising and that makes me a perfectionist it's like but you can choose to be the higher version of that even if you yes. are a very detailed orientated person doesn't need to be the negative the shadow side of it <laughs> yeah and you know what and again it's so interesting um, like that's the the perfectionist in me um, in terms of like let's just say if it was you know a Virgo for me yes again use it even have humor with it um maybe lean into it if it's helping you in a really positive way and it's not disabling you from stepping forward if it's not um if you're not hiding under it you know like as if it was um some sort of protective blanket that was keeping you or an invisibility cloak that was helping you to stay safe then by all means use it i think it's when we're not conscious when we're not conscious about the choice of words and language that you're using that actually is creating the reality that we're sat in and because we're kind of almost um confirming literally reaffirming every single day that personality or that persona which ultimately if we do that that's not a problem if you're consciously doing it and it's working for you go for it this isn't about um you know we'll make conscious choices right this is more about if it is becoming an excuse or if it is disabling you or if it's stopping you from what you want to do, if you are at the point where you just don't believe it anymore, because actually there's got to be another way, that's when there has to be change. And I definitely was very much like, you know, I had this contradiction with my soul, Liz, because I was like, right, on one hand, I'm a real huge empath. I've got a heart of gold. I swear like a trooper, you know, I'm pretty straightforward. I'm very much, you know, call out bullshit. Like, who am I? Who could I, I can't, I can't be an empath. And at the same time, be, um, you know, someone that calls everyone out their bullshit and someone that is really confident, but someone that isn't confident and someone that is an introvert, but there's someone that is an extrovert. Because actually, by the way, I stand for all these things. I am part of all these things. I might be more of one over the other, but I refuse to allow it to dictate me. And that's just it. That's just, that's just where I am. I just refuse for anything like that to be, the trajectory of where I go in my life I want to find out at the core of who I am at a soul level when these labels didn't exist that's that's my journey my journey is just ripping that all back getting really raw getting really internal with myself and just understanding that no matter what it is whatever springs up it, it, it just is 
Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. It just is like, we don't need a chart to tell us why or like planets to explain the personality trait. It just is. And yeah, I love this theme of like, you have the power to choose and you have the power to yeah detach from labels from trying to figure out why and it's like choosing again moving forwards working through it seeking support when it's needed rather than like yeah I've, I've definitely been there where I've been in the depths of my human design chart or my my astrology chart and my natal chart and I'm like wanting to figure things out and it's like whoa this is just <laughs> a lot right now let's move forwards rather than trying to figure out why I don't know. I think sometimes is you've got so much pr- we're processing at such a cellular level our past like we're still you know trying to understand actually the things that actually did happen at obviously again a logical practical cerebral neurological level that trying to then add things on top of that can be quite a lot for people so if you're kind of you know into this journey I would even say any couple of years into self-discovery it's almost just letting that part unfold, healing with that part. Um, I'm not saying you can't, and I've said this before, you can totally heal and accelerate at a fast pace and collapse time and still do amazing in business. You have to heal all these things first. It's more the adding all these other things on top, like you say, the astrology chart can be overwhelming. And we're already in a state of overwhelm. It's like, well, I'm already overwhelmed, already taking on too much info, but I'm just going to read another book. I'm just going to do another thing. I'm just going to listen to another thing. I'm just going to, and it's like, we're gorging on this smorgasbord of consciousness at the moment, which, by the way, is delicious. <laughs> as long as you are, again, self-trusting with choosing what nourishes you and what doesn't. And I think that's really important. And not not um, gorging too much at the table and then feeling like full up and sick from it. Just being able to take bit by bit from it and take what you need from it. And I think, again, that is part of the journey. I definitely gorged I've definitely been full up I've definitely been sick from it um I definitely listened to too many people at once I've, I've kind of done I've come through that other side now um and I just try to highlight that to people before they start that journey if um they're on that conscious road <laughs> I love that that is I feel like that's going to be a quote of the podcast that is such an amazing way of putting it because you're on this smorgasbord of consciousness at the moment and 100% I have been sick from it I've had to take breaks from it yeah. because it's never ending and it's so not needed in order to yeah progress find our level of success peace and happiness you know like it can be so overwhelming and so overstimulating. And I think this can I just say, because I know a lot of your amazing clients also are very creative. But when we are, and this is the way I see this, when we are just filling ourselves up on other people's food all the time, we can't cook, right? And when we're not cooking, we're not creating. And a lot of us are saying, I'm striving for this to be more in my feminine. You know, I'm, I know that my, my work and service here is being able to create. And I don't want to be doing the do. So stop eating other people's food. Stop consuming so much out there. Start creating. The reason why people don't do it, maybe because they're not conscious, maybe this will be enough for them with that analogy. Maybe it won't. Is because maybe we don't believe. So we feel like everybody else got all these amazing answers and we don't have the answers. But I have yet to find someone that I've worked with that didn't come up with their own answers. Yet to find you know in like what 20 years of leadership yet to find someone behind a closed door that didn't come up with their own answer 
And whilst I'm here to help and mentor, like giving inspo to those so that you can go a bit like exactly what you do, Liz, you know, here's a menu of an amazing buffet of things that you can do. Now go away and think, feel into them, come back to me and then let's build a strategy around that. Um, we work very similar, I think, in that aspect. You with obviously the marketing side, me just the human element. And I feel like if we did more of that, less consumption, more creation, people would be lightning speed jumping further along in their business right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Love, love, love it. Okay, Susie, I have two last questions for you before, ooh. Ooh, before we end the podcast. The first question is, do you have a favorite mantra or affirmation at the moment? Yeah, I think a big one that I've had to work on um, was, and I'm sure people relate to this, being in corporate background and having a certain salary meant that I kind of capped myself. And I've done this probably three times in this stage of business. And I've been doing this for about four and a half years. And, you know, my mantra is this, you know, money flows to me um, gracefully with freedom and ease. Money flows to me gracefully with freedom and ease. And by that, what I take from that is it's graceful. Therefore, I'm not breaking my neck for it or proving myself for it. It's just flowing. So it just comes. Um, And the ease element is, you know, really important to me. And the fact that it's just coming means it's everywhere. Right. And I feel like when we have corporate salaries, that's our first milestone, isn't it? I just want to hit that. So it's like we're not creating a business. We're just trying to recreate an income. And then you get to the next level and you're like, oh, you can't have any more than that. And then you get to the next level and it's like, oh, and that, by the way, happens to every single woman. It doesn't matter what stage she's at. So money at the moment is important for me because I'm coming up to another milestone and the little shadow is popping its head up saying, maybe you've had enough. Yeah, maybe that's you. And like I said before, I will not be (laughs) stopped or defined by um, labels or numbers. So therefore, that's that's something I'm definitely working on right now. Mm, thank you so much for sharing. Love, love, love it. Um, and the final question is, what is your own unique definition of a magical life? Oh my goodness. It's really interesting, actually, because I did a bit of vision boarding at the weekend Um And, you know, I couldn't find the pictures I wanted to go on this vision board. And it's the first time this has ever happened to me in my life. So I felt quite, um, I felt really disappointed. I was like, oh, my God, like, what is wrong with me? You know, I think I had five pictures and I spent about 80 pounds in magazines. I'm old school. I like glue. I like scissors. And I love a little bit of a board. So um, and the reason why I share this, hopefully this is of interest, Liz. But the reason why I share that is actually what I realized at this stage in my life it's not, it's about the qualities. It's what I want to create. It's, and what, what, when I mean create, the magical life in existence for me is what I co-create with my husband for my son. The magical existence that lives me is when people come into my home. So like my home is an extension of who I am. Obviously it's very personal to me. All our homes are really personal. It's the energy that I want to emit and give out. And that is of freedom, it's of liberation, it's of being who the fuck you want to be, um, it's of being welcoming, warm, it's energy of light, and it's energy of love, and I just want to know that I have loved, and I've been loved, and 
that's the magical lifestyle. Like it used to be the Maldives and um, the country house and, that, and all of those things are great, by the way. And I managed on one of my boards to achieve these things. But I just feel like as I'm getting a bit older and I'm getting this sense of legacy and I'm getting also this sense of time, you know, time is just our most precious commodity. Actually, that's what I want to, that's what I want. I just want to create a magical life where God forbid something happened tomorrow, but that is the essence. I leave that essence behind for me. And that would mean that I've lived a magical life. So beautiful. So yeah, super moving. And I think, yeah, so many will be able to resonate. Like we can get caught up in the material things and we do desire them. We love holidays. We love the luxuries. But if we're not feeling magical inside, right, that's kind of what I'm sensing from you. It's the essence. And I've got to say, to be clear, everyone that's listening, I love a luxury item. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I don't love luxe and I don't love luxe handbags. And, and actually, I'll never be, um, someone's like, oh my God, I'll never be shamed for that. Like, I like luxe. Yeah. So that isn't, and my desires are still there for those things. And yes, I still want to go back to the Maldives. What I think what I mean is when I kind of draw this like blank on this vision board and I was like, oh my God, is there something wrong with me? And went into that like inner dialogue and realized, oh my God. So it's it's this next level of qualities. That's what I'm mm. looking for. It's the feeling. It's the, that's, um, and there's no way, by the way, I could have, I could be there with this right now, like five years, 10 years, um, there's no way because I just wasn't evolved enough. I wasn't, I just wasn't conscious enough. I wasn't aware mm. enough. Um, and maybe I will, the next one that I come to, maybe it will be full of like Georgia mansions and swimming pools again. <laughs> but I just feel like at this stage, magical for me is, is this magical's home. It's my actual metaphorical home um, as well as my external home. And it's the feeling that I want to leave and imprint around people. And I think we forget that sometimes. Um, and I've definitely hold my hands up to forgetting that sometimes because sometimes it's just all about us isn't it mm -hmm. all about us but actually um, I've actually just done a reel on this it's not about us because nobody cares and I don't mean that in a horrible way just in a get out of your head way because actually other people are in their heads mm -hmm. so um, yeah long way of answering the question Liv but um... no that was gorgeous thank you so much for sharing and I love I just love that you shared about your your vision board and that that's that's yeah that was the moment of realization for you and speaking of legacy um I know we haven't really touched on it much until now in my podcast but you are all about supporting women to create this legacy this lifelong legacy that yeah I guess like once we're no longer in the real you know the the world we're no mm. longer in our human form um we can proudly say that yeah, we're extremely happy with what we created. So I'd love to ask you where people can find you, how they can work with you um, to create this legacy or to gain support on one of the many things that you've touched on in this podcast. Yeah, and I think the word legacy is very powerful and big and just want to say to anyone that's listening to this, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be scary because someone said to me, it's such a big word. And actually, it's really not. It's just about making the most of your time here. And I promised myself years ago that if I was going to do X, then it was going to be bloody worth it. Um, 
and I've kept that promise to myself every day. And I feel like for me, the legacy and what I help women with is, you know, I have containers um, where we do one-to-one, where it's much obviously deeper work and really going into the kind of why you, where you are right now and what is it you want to do and how much power do you want to draw from um, to a gorgeous new program, which is opening up, um, I think in a couple of weeks, middle of June, um, called Activate, which really is, if anyone's like just starting... um, not the journey. So this is for women that, you know, starting, started, you could even be a few years in, but is actually saying to themselves enough. It's almost like you're giving yourself this ultimation of, I am going to draw, even if it's just for the next six months on a power source and I need an ignition and I need to be activated and I need to open her up again, just so she can show herself and stand up with me on this next leg of whatever that journey is um and get your you know activate your next level that is coming up so that's coming up in like i said two weeks um you can obviously find me on insta where i love hanging out at susie cuthbertson and my website is www.susiecuthbertson.com um and yeah and we're growing so we're starting to like you'll see me a bit more over on linkedin um and we're, we're starting to just look at other platforms and I'm going to be opening up new containers which are going to be accessible pretty much for people at all different levels which I've never done before um so that is pretty exciting and um I'm also just looking at my first book Liz mm. so, yes um so watch this space on that one it might be a bit coming but it's definitely been channeled through me that it is coming wow that's huge that's major yeah. congratulations on the yeah the, the early stages of it oh, thank you so so much that was amazing um I just know that everybody's going to find that so so valuable all of the links are in the show notes in the notes if you're listening now on your phone so just follow those connect with Susie she's incredible as you now know um and yeah just so grateful for your time thank you so much thank you Liz you're so easy to talk to so aligned with I think our missions and I just loved it love love loved every minute thank you so much for tuning in today I'm so grateful to have had you join us if you loved today's episode take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Liz Spears Marketing I'd love to connect with you all on there and I'd also love to ask you to show me some love by leaving a rating or a review I'd really really appreciate that support If you'd like to find out more about me and my marketing services for small business owners like you, check out the show notes for all the different ways we can work together or visit my website, lizfearsmarketing.com. Wishing you an amazing day and sending you lots and lots of love.